Welcome to Meet the Impractical Jokers at the Apple Store Soho in New York. Please welcome this evening's moderator from The Daily Show and Alabama, Roy Wood Jr. Alabama, the state, not the music group. Uh, we are here to see some hilarious gentlemen and meet them and find out a little bit more about their show and what they do and their process of starting a lot of stuff in public places. Uh, but before we meet the guys, let's take a quick sneak peek look at what is now the fifth season of Impractical Jokers. Here's the product. Crotch watch. <laughs> Tire baby. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just go out, open the top drawer, ask if he wants one. <laughs> it's just a drawer full of hot dogs. You want one or? Oh no, I'm good. I'm pescatarian. Oh, you're pescatarian? Yeah. What I put the fish? <laughs> well, that went badly. You should never do a dove trick by a ceiling fan. <laughs> Don't stop letting people not help! Let's impeach General Sal, everyone. The region's in shambles. He's got no backbone. The man's a chicken. <laughs> go. Just keep try. going, keep going, just keep try. going. Right. Just go away. <laughs> Hypnotize him when you're jiggling. <laughs> Scan copies. <laughs> look, look at how stupid they look. <laughs> I just noticed. Okay, now both go to the left. Left, jiggle, and now right, jiggle. Breath check, aisle two. You can tell what I had for lunch. We have Thai. Thai food, yeah. That's Thai food. Thai food. She's going into the woods with a man with a shovel? Thank you so, so much. No, it's, it's okay. I just got very... Put that mic uh, in your pants and then interview him from there. <laughs> Into the mic. Uh, in. Yes. <laughs> help me! Help me! Help me! <laughs> An all-new season of Impractical Jokers. <laughs> Returns February 11th at 10. Oh, brr, I can't believe it! Only on True TV. Ladies and gentlemen, help me in welcoming to the stage three-fourths of the Impractical Joker, Sal Vulcano, Joe Gatto, and James Murray. How you boys doing? Oh, we hugging? Okay. We're hugging. We're hugging? Group. Oh. Oh, that's, that's freaky right there. All right. What's up? Hi, everybody. You guys don't have seats over there? Oh, That's wow. BS, man. Who doesn't have seats? Now, let's start Who with the first question. You don't? Come here, sit here. All right. I, you know, you <laughs> know what? Hold, yeah. Just as a sign of unity, I'm going to stand for the whole thing. <laughs> I've known mm, you for a long time. I'm not. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> so where's Quinn? 
It's tough. Yeah. It's tough if we uh, if one of us catches a cold, we we force the other one to not be near us. That's true because we can't all get sick because we. Yeah, we filmed today, and he was in the back back room by himself, like in the corner, as we were trying to stay away from him because we can't get sick. So he wanted to be here, but we forbade him. Yes. Okay. He says hi though. So how does I tell him you said hi. That is a huge camera right up front. Not, there's <laughs> nothing secret about that soul. camera. Hey, she's you got a tour shirt on. You that, see that? That's yeah. uh, an Impractical Jokers tour T-shirt. Uh, was, can I? Can you hold that up? Can you hold, hold that up? Can head. you hold it over your head? Over your head. Can you hold? You what is that? A, is that a billion megapixel yeah. camera? Now <laughs> you guys seem like you're having a lot of fun this season, and I think we talked about this once. I don't remember how I worded it because I might have been drunk. But <laughs> um, let's talk about what the network is willing to let you do because I'm pretty sure if you pitched Sal jumps out of helicopter <laughs> in season one, they would have said, get the hell out of here. We're not going to do that. Yeah, we definitely got more license to do the crazy ideas. The, the thing is, the ideas have started from the beginning, though. These crazy ideas we've been sitting on and sitting on. I was sitting on that uh, the idea about that helicopter punishment because that's a uh, it's a real bet that these two guys have had. These They had this true bet that if Murr weighed the same as Sal, he could beat him in a foot race. I, the so, actual bet, I could beat him to the top of the Empire yeah, State Building that was, was the actual bet. So he said, you know, if he weighed, because he weighs less than Sal, so we, we said, okay, this is what we'll do. We'll strap him into a fat suit and we'll make them run. <laughs> so we put we put like 65 pounds on, on Murr and made them race. And of course... Mur lost because he always just runs his mouth. What I realized is that I can't beat Sal in a foot race. <laughs> no. So then, for the punishment of it, we were like, "Okay, we'll just take them up in a helicopter, and we'll make one of them jump out of it." And the network was like, "I'm sorry, wh what do you want them to do?" And we're like, "No, he'll just jump in. Don't worry, there's going to be water. It'll be a lake." So they were yeah, like, "Yeah, thank you for putting water <laughs> under Sal." So they're they're like, "How?" That was in December, but the water was yeah. freezing. Well, we were supposed to film it in the summer. And at the last minute, the original pond owner pulled out, so we lost the location. So we had to, when we found a pond. The yeah. original pond yeah, owner? there was a different pond. We were I'm not privy to this information yeah, because it was, it was a surprise to me. We had a whole totally different pond, and at the last minute, he was like, nah. And it was like, he was like, nah, that's, that's my pond. <laughs> has there ever been anything that the network has just said flat out no to? Like, that you cannot do. It's interesting. Everything kind of goes full circle. It's the pilot episode, season one, the beginning, We in the treatment for Impractical Jokers, it was called Mission Uncomfortable at that time, we, uh, we pitched the tattoo punishment. I mean, this is season one, episode one. Now, what's the tattoo punishment? It's where uh, uh, we, uh, one of us, whoever wins the episode, forces the other three to permanently get a tattoo of his choosing, and we don't find out until after we peel the bandages off yeah. what's been emblazoned <laughs> on our body. And we repitched that a bunch of times. They said they said no twenty times, yeah. and then finally we're like, "That's a good idea." <laughs> yeah, and it worked so out. it's just about it's it's as much just knowing. When, there's no rules, you know. Like we learned as we went along, and it's it's as much knowing, just like you know how to talk to your mom when you wanna to get you something, like you know, like or it's, like, it's the same exact thing. It's just like knowing commu when to communicate, how, when's the right time. You know what I mean? When to clean your room. And it's you all very you sneak similar. stuff in. It's literally just like there's no rules at all. So what strange tattoos do you now have? <laughs> well, I, I won, so I don't have any. Yeah. But well, they I, lost. I have, uh... <laughs> don't, don't take it out of here. <laughs> don't take it out here. <laughs> okay, this is getting edgy. Look, cover your eyes, young lady. Murr has a ferret so skydiving. A ferret skydiving? <laughs> yeah. So you're, la you're laughing like you're seeing it. Did you not know? 
No. Oh, oh he knows what Sal has. Oh, my God. Are you okay? He's turning purple. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you all right? I'm being dead serious. We might have an emergency. So we have a ferret skydiving. I got a ferret skydiving. And what do we have? I have Q and Q got on one that he has Q's a cat guy and he has three cats and probably and counting. And so he put on him a cat and it says 30, 38, lives alone, has three cats. All true. Which backfired. With a cute little with a cute little cat on him. Which backfired because Q loves it. Yeah, he does love, but he's not thirty eight anymore, so it's out of date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I and he he put on me Jaden Smith. A very Wait, Will Smith's son. You have a tattoo of Will Smith's son. Yes. I have a tattoo of Will Smith's son. I have a 16-year-old boy <laughs> tattooed on me for life. And this was before he's really... Now he's really getting like popular now. Yeah. But this is when it was just like, I don't know. So you weren't the first fans kid. Yeah, on board. Yeah. yeah. It was when I... And I, ha I showed it to him. We so saw him. So you have Pursuit of Happiness. Yes, yes. Jaden Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got... <laughs> It was the pursuit of happiness. I got the pursuit of Jane Smith, not like you know, you know how to how does After the universe Earth work, or whatever Jane it is. Smith. Uh, but it's on my thigh. Um, I'm gonna keep it because that was the intention. So, um, but it has nothing to do with me. And um, so let's go back to the beginning with the three, four of you. Okay. You started this like most people, I would assume, just for shits and giggles amongst the four of you, right? Pretty much. I mean, and then the camera phone was invented, <laughs> and then all hell broke loose. Is that like what was? Yeah, what we, was filmed, the origin we filmed. We filmed the the sizzle tape, which is what you show networks when you have idea for a show. It's called the sizzle. We filmed that on our iPhones actually, right. and we just we we went out and they, we like did these stupid dares in public and filmed them like they dared me to get up in a crowded movie theater and just tell everyone that I had farted and interrupt the whole movie. And he literally, he almost died from laughter because we It'll shut down the It'll never not be funny. I know it sounds easy, yeah. but it's not. But it was also a packed screening of Tyler Perry Presents. Uh, Whoa, you did it in front of black people? Yeah. yeah. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Respect. What's yeah. funny, though, is that, you know, we, we were filming on our iPhones. Street cred. We right. were literally filming on our iPhones, and uh, the original sales tape we used to show in our live shows. But when you see it, you see Sal's camera Shaking. just doing this <laughs> as he's recording Joe standing up saying that he farted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so wait, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming if you hear, you know a little about us, but just in case you don't, we met in high school. So that's where we met. We met in 1990, like 26 years ago. And then come 99, uh, after we all got out of college, we started performing comedy together as a, a comedy crew troupe called the Tenderloins. And that is our identity outside of Impractical Jokers. And along the way, we got the show Impractical Jokers. So we've been friends for 25 years and performing together for. 16 years and uh, five years ago we got fortunate enough that one of the TV shows we were trying to make finally stuck and 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 so and so that brings us here tonight there you go that's the, well that's the chronological <laughs> order everybody's applauding a timeline somewhere in the middle of that I took a cab and I, I <laughs> yeah, came and here tonight we're all here <laughs> somebody took an Uber <laughs> and we're here so from an influence standpoint what did you all watch early on comedically speaking like you guys knew you were funny. You knew you wanted to do silly stuff, but what stuff made you laugh? What did you connect with? Was it a Living Color? Was it SNL? Oh, or uh, yeah, I've been watching SNL. Was it back, back in the day. Yeah. Me, uh, Mel Brooks movies for me were like a big thing for me, like that kind of humor. I love Mel Brooks. He's a big Mel Brooks fan. Uh, 
I liked Mel Brooks movies, but then as far as TV goes, yeah, Living Color, I love. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. For for me, it was uh, all the Zucker brothers, who who we are fortunate enough to become friends with as of late, and uh, the, the guys that made the Naked Gun, Airplane. You know, it's just like I remember growing up watching that all the time. So so yeah, like Leslie Nielsen was a big one. Uh, comedy. I started watching stand up young, and my dad got we got a VCR when I was in like early grammar school. And uh, my dad bought, there was like, when, when VCRs first came out, like, there was like the first 50 VHS tapes. There was like only, there wasn't that many. <laughs> and my dad bought, a, like, bought them all, like 50 movies. He's like, I'll take them. And a lot of the <laughs> movies were Eddie Murphy movies. Uh, yeah, it was like 48 Hours. 48 Hours, yeah. Beverly Hills Cop, Coming to America, those kind of. And so he, had, he got delirious, too. My dad let me watch it. For me, my favorite show of all time and it's the first thing that made me get up and perform. I used to do impressions of him for my family. Was German Hemsley? So the Jeffersons. It was <laughs> you my, did George my Jefferson. Show. Yeah, I used to memorize as much as I can. Oh no, Weezy baby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah. He still yeah. does it actually. I if used you to memorize to it. it, and then I used to like at dinner. I used to like do little excerpts of the Jeffersons. <laughs> so let me get this straight. In this Italian home. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's yeah. Staten Island. <laughs> you would walk in and do an impression of a black man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. Pretty much, yeah. Because that was that was what was on TV all the time. There was no cable, so me and my grandpa used to watch it, and he's just the funniest man on the planet. I thought. And in real life, like this embarrassment humor that we do is really how we make each other laugh. So there was no real learning curve to when we made the show like literally the stuff we would i would do all the stuff on the, that i do on the show just in real life if we were ever shopping in a mall together or whatever like he he doesn't go shopping with me much anymore because i don't use fitting rooms i don't have time it's all the way in the back there's a line i just i just own the whole i'm like i'm high i'm gonna hide in the corner and change my pants there's no there's literally no difference we are just very very lucky like yeah. everything that we do on the show was already being done and then they put a camera on him and now i pay rent it's crazy well, you know the interesting thing that i've always found about you guys and i'm not just saying this because i know you or anything but your show and the style of your humor there's still something likable and warm about it like you don't feel bad about the people that you're playing the pranks on or that they're not you're not necessarily playing pranks on them they're more of props and the chaos happens around those people yeah. was that by design or? It, it, it is by design you know we uh the way jokers came about we we had sold a couple of the shows to other networks before jokers and we shot pilots for them but none of them went to series because it's well don't step on me oh i'm not gonna step on you cross the other way <laughs> all day Anyways, so when, uh, by design, we, we were like, how do we come up with like a hidden camera? I'm in the middle. I can't <laughs> cross. So uh, we're like, what we love about hidden cameras is that in embarrassment humors, it's what we organically do. But what we hated about other hidden camera shows is that you really, you get, you feel terrible for the, the people getting pranked. But in our show, we're pranking ourselves. You know, and we're putting ourselves willingly into these situations so nobody feels bad. And uh, the way we describe it, we actually don't even describe it as a prank show. We describe it as an upside down hidden camera show where the joke's on us and the public is just there to witness our embarrassment. Yeah. And I think that's, the, I think that's kind of like the, the fun of the show is that you get those edgy jokes but if the guy on the floor doesn't say it he stays likable because really the show is about our friendship but also at the limits of being a, a gentleman which we were all raised to be gentlemen it is true we do get away the, the design of the show allows us to be edgy 
but then not be edgy. Yeah. Because I could tell him to say something that's edgy knowing that it's going to be... Because the reason I'm telling him is because I don't want him to succeed. Right. So I can put the joke out there that might be like, oh my God, that's a little edgy. But then it never kind of crosses the finish line so because like he doesn't have joke. to say it. Yeah. And if he does say it, he's only saying it because he's motivated not to be punished at the end. So, so there's a, viewer, a qualifier to it. Yeah. So that's kind of a little bit of a, a like a little little uh, loophole that we found uh, yeah. that is like a safety net for us. Yeah, and a big thing that pe- we hear from fans all the time is like, oh, you should show a show where you reveal and you, you see what the people say when you tell them they were on a TV show. And then Th- we say to them, shut up! Shut up. Just shut your mouth. Don't tell me what to do. No, this that's what I say. There's not really there's not really that much there because people just think we're crazy. Yeah. Like when it's over, it's like we're like, oh, you're on a TV show. They're like, oh, so he's not absolutely nuts. Like that's all yeah. it is because we're really just making each other look like the idiot. Yeah. Right. Uh, like let's let's take some of the pranks that you do. My personal favorites is pretty much anytime you guys are in Central Park. <laughs> anytime you're in Central Park because you don't know what you're gonna get or yeah. what's going on or what's gonna happen. And a person walks through the frame. You guys do to do. Person goes, "What the hell was that?" And they walk out of frame. Right off frame, is there somebody pulling that person to the side, and going, "Listen, that guy's a lunatic. Sorry about that." <laughs> or Dude. do people snap on you? Have you ever had something go south or something? You know, like the only thing I've done even remotely close to this was prank phone calls, which are just vile and malicious. Yeah. Hey, I'm coming to fight you. Well, come on, let's fight. And people really want but to they punch don't know my where you face in. But they don't know where you live. Have you ever that <laughs> my stand-up tour schedule is posted on? <laughs> we, we're we're, continue, we're continually surprised by people's reactions or lack of reactions in the show. Like, I can't believe what we actually get away with. But also, something set people off that you never would think would set them off. We were in a, like a 99-cent store, and the guys told me to throw a pickle at somebody. Like, as she was shopping. So I, I, you know, one of those big, full pickles, and I threw a dill pickle at her. And people don't like getting hit with pickles. And that's, she flipped. That's, that's what surprised you? That yeah. would be the number one <laughs> thing on the list I might say someone might get angry at. Getting I, hit I, I with I didn't expect, food? but she flipped out. Her reaction, I thought, outweighed the pickle. It was a heavy pickle. No. It was did a you heavy Did you graze? Was it like yeah. a near miss? No, I hit her, hit her in the, the small of the back. Yeah. So she turned around, and there's a pickle on the floor. And she's like, did you just throw a pickle at me? And James was like... Yeah. Yeah. No. So the woman is like, she flipped out. Not happy no. about that. I, I, I another, could see that. I another time that. we were uh, at a grocery store in Long Island, and Sal was behind the register ringing customers up, and uh, <laughs> a woman goes to pay for her items and hands Sal her credit card. So we said, uh, Sal, very nonchalantly, take out your cell phone and snap a photo of her credit card before you swipe it. And she went ballistic. Like, People don't like identity her, theft. What was her problem? No, I could but see that one too. You know, you just gave them two perfectly <laughs> good reasons to flip out. Today, this we were filming one. in a supermarket, and the bit was we had a $5 bill in one of the aisles. And then we let someone walk down the aisle, see it, pick it up. And then we said to that person, Excuse me, that's not mine, but can I have it? And they said, Well, why? And then the guys would give me the reason. And I would say something just like, I haven't eaten in over 60 minutes. Or. <laughs> 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 or, you know, no one usually says no to me. I'm sorry, but something like that. So today, a guy was walking by. So He was walking with his son, saw the five on the floor, looked up at me. He goes, is that yours? I said, no. And the son went to get it. He said, don't pick that up, son. That's not yours either. Very cool. Then a couple of seconds later, he stopped. And he turned back around. He goes, 
oh, I know who you are. <laughs> I said, all right. He goes, you're not getting me or my family with the $5. He said, I, I, I don't know why you're bugging. He goes, I don't know why you're bugging me. I'm just here shopping with my family. We like were we bugging him. Like, we knew he was coming shopping. With <laughs> I was like, this was not a personal $5 attack. Yeah. Hey, We've man. been here since the morning. <laughs> we will not put you on TV yeah. if you do not want well, to. He said, you're damn right you won't. I've seen this on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and he just lost it. Now that is someone who flipped out for no reason. And Sal, Sal denies the, the show face entirely. With a deal. <laughs> Sal denies the show entirely. He's like, I'm just shopping for cereal. <laughs> I was like, the guy's like, I don't believe you. <laughs> So people just get mad at us in general. That's the biggest thing too. Like when I go, if I need help anywhere in real life, and someone knows the show, I can't get it because people think I'm messing with them. Like if I'm like, excuse me, I was like, do you guys sell? Uh, oh no 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 no! Wow. I watch your show. You ain't get. Where are they? Where are the cameras? <laughs> Which like, is, where where are, where are the men's jeans? Like that's. Which is horrible for your inevitable public heart attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People, people are going to think you're faking it. See, he feels like he's going to have one. Because <laughs> I, I need help. <laughs> Look at Joe. He's not getting us. We, we all know this, though. One of the great perks of the show is that you can steal whatever you want. And people are like, oh, my God, he pranked me when he stole from my store. They do. So we'll go in. Joe, Joe grab a donut from behind the counter and just <laughs> laugh and walk out. Wow. People love it. He's crazy. He he's stole on the a show. donut. Thanks for the yeah. donut. So, creatively, from a writing standpoint, you guys, you guys film the show how many months out of the year? How many months are you in production on this? Nine. Nine? Ten well, months? Well, the thing is, uh, for a cable show, we're a little bit uh, peculiar because we shoot between 26 and 31 episodes. And usually a cable show is between 10, 10 and 13. 12. Yeah, like that. So, so we're filming year-round nearly. Yeah. We get little little breaks in between. And the way we shoot is we do one challenge a day or one punishment a day. So it takes for our shows, it takes two or three. You know, depending on the episode, it takes anywhere from three to four days to us to fill for us to fill up an episode. So and we're not. Uh, we don't have a studio space or a home base, so we're beholden to the uh, to the locations that we procure or don't. Yeah. And sometimes we have stuff booked, and then the person that owns the place or owns the pond yeah. uh, is like, no. And then that gets bumped down the line, and we're always like, it's like a jigsaw. I was always trying to fill in the blanks. So yeah, and some uh, events they're like, you know, when we filmed, like for instance, we Michelle and I did the Imagination Dragons concert. We did the Imagine Dragons Imagine. concert. <laughs> I said that's a joke. Uh, so. Keep up, Sal. So the uh, w like that was at like ten o'clock at night in Long Island. So like you have the whole day off, and then you have to go, and then we actually shot like the next day. So it, it gets a little crazy sometimes. So how do you, if you're in production nine months, and I assume two of those three months, family life, regular real world stuff, how do you porn. creatively, and you know, watch porn, whatever you do <laughs> in your three months, how do you creatively? I'm porn. I'm porn the, whole, I'm the whole three months. <laughs> I don't bother. I don't bother my family in those three months. Yeah. How are you producing the show for twelve hours a day, and while at the same time trying to come up with new jokes for next year? Like right now, you should already be thinking about twenty seventeen. Yeah. Production. Well, How do we, you we, balance the we two? We have a great team of writers that that you know season one and two. It was literally just us, and and we all had full time jobs outside of the TV show as well, uh, which made it really hard. Like Q was uh, still is FDNY and would be on. Uh, he'd do a twenty four hour shift at the fire department, come straight to set, film for eight hours, and go right back to film another, uh, to do another twelve hour shift. 
it was it was intense. And, and keeping and during that whole time, we were, do, were doing the majority of the writing of the yeah. show. Speaking of which, true story. There's a car flipped over, and the show was on. Q was a fireman. He goes to pull the guy out of the car, and he's the guy looks up to him and goes, "Am I on the show right now?" Yeah. True story, I swear. Absolutely true. It's crazy. So uh, now we've got, you know, the show's grown uh, enough that we have we have a great team of writers, many of whom we've known for many years that help us with the creative. And uh, and I think the four of us are very cognizant of the fact that the show needs to evolve. And we are always thinking about what the f- how to twist the format in new ways. Because if it feels like we're doing the same thing, it, th- a show like this could very easily become, especially with 31 episodes a season, become the same thing again and again and again. That's why uh, the punishments have become a bigger part of the show. That's why we continue to twist. What can we take away from a challenge to make it seem different? You know, what, what does the audience assume a challenge to be and how do you twist that in a way and remove elements or add elements to it that you've never had before that makes it seem brand new and fresh? That's the guy that should have gotten mad. If he thought that we staged a car accident for him, <laughs> he was just like, That's, am I on the show? Yeah. You guys got to go international sooner or later. Let's <laughs> do some Q&A. I know we have a couple of people that have some questions for you all. Young lady. Hi. Hello. Hi. I love you guys. We love um, you too. Thank you. I don't know you. I don't know I you. I won't like say I, I love you. I love you just as a general person. Let's start at I like, like you. We'll move to like, like, and we'll see where it goes. Okay. That's good. Good question. Next. Uh, um. <laughs> no, we, lo- we love you. We're just being silly. Good. <laughs> What are your favorite games that you guys do on the show, and why? Oh, putting the balloons on people's hands That's down, fun. one of the best. That never gets old for us, because even if it's that, that and put-pocketing, that's when we put pencils in people's pockets, and they don't know we're putting pencils. And the other one is we'll have helium balloons on the ends of clothespins, and we have to put them on people that are shopping. For us, that moment where you're just about to put the you know, balloon on or the pencil in the pocket is you, you're as nervous the first time you do it as the hundredth time. Because if they turn around, you're a 40-year-old man with a balloon <laughs> in the produce aisle. And then you're like, now what? And you try to talk your way out of it. So I think those two, universally, we love. I yep. think, too, uh, the little... I think we all feel this way. The, the littlest ones are our favorites. The ones that are very simple and easy and happen to people every day that everyone can relate to, like... You have to fall asleep on somebody yeah, or, you know, cut someone in line. I think for me... This, Hold somebody's hand. The, yeah, the more simple the idea, the harder and the better it is, I think. Uh, I love uh, the blacked out sunglasses yeah. challenge. Uh, and if you don't know that, it's where we have a regular pair of sunglasses that are blacked out on the inside so you can't see through them. And the other guys are telling you where to walk while blinded. And you have to go up to somebody, <laughs> say something, <laughs> take no. off the sunglasses, and, and look at who you just said it to. Yeah. And uh, that was one of those moments where I was... Mortified, but so proud of my friends. They made me. They made me go up and you know, ten steps right, three steps left, turn around. Now, Murr, say this. Psst, come here, come here, come here. I take the sunglasses off. I'm outside of a children's park, beckoning to the kids. It was. <laughs> I was so proud of them and mortified. At the Nailed same time. it. Hi, how are you? Hi. Hello. Hi. Do you love us or what's up? I I love you guys. Me and my mom both love you. Okay. Cool. Um, Again. my questions for Joe. <laughs> like like. So I know Mer is afraid of like skydiving and Sal basically like the universe like cats germs. Afraid of the <laughs> universe? You nailed it. Um, <laughs> you're lo- you're all, you're looking to get me out of the house. Right? <laughs> um, Joe, what are you afraid of? Subway. Nothing. Come on. The subway. No, no. That's uh, <laughs> a joke. joke. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily have a, a fear like that. I've lucked out that way. Um, I think I wouldn't tell you anyway. Because then they would know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm to help them. No, yeah, well, nice try. You didn't fool anybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have anything that I'm like, ooh, I'm scared. Of. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of, like, uh, 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Don't, well, then don't get any ideas and have the universe come after me. <laughs> uh, you rode the tram from Roosevelt Island over into the city, and you were on the roof of the tram. And I think you had on a superhero cape yeah, or something yeah, was Captain going on. Belly, yeah. belly. You looked legitimately scared. Like that troubled well, you. Well, I was riding a tram over the water, uh, you know, so there is something to be said that where I was just, and they would stop. The, the thing that they didn't realize and was kind of like, I was more mad because, like, I try to think about everything when this happens. Like, when I'm producing something, I'm like, okay, this could go wrong, this could go wrong. I don't think anybody thought of the idea of when the tram stopped <laughs> in the middle, it goes. <laughs> So I'm sitting in the first time it stopped. I was like, what? And I literally like grabbed the thing and I looked down because it had a window and you could see them. And Sal's like, oh my God, the whole thing's shaking. And I'm on top of it. And he's inside and closed in glass. I was nervous on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> this question has nothing to do with the show. Just All right. curious than anything. All right. Sal, how was it filming the um, music video for Backflip? Oh, by uh, Front Bottoms. The Front Bottoms. You oh, did the yeah, music front video? Yeah. yeah, Front Bottoms are a great indie band, and uh, in the video they kill me. They kill me and uh, and and another New York comic, Chris Gethard. It was fun. It's cold. It was. Uh, they lit me on fire, but it wasn't me. When, what a that, way to go! At that point, they had swapped out and and they put in a dummy. How long of a day was it? Uh, I was in an. I wasn't. It wasn't that bad. It was cool though because I didn't realize uh, how popular they were, and everyone always asked me about the video. It's always fun to do a little cameo because we're always in the show. So to be outside the show Good is deal. fun. Uh, actually, our, our we just missed making a cameo in uh, the Imagine Dragons radioactive video. That day was the day that Sandy happened. They were filming in upstate, and we were coming from set. To and there. they were like, "Come, you know, that we had met their manager and become friendly with them. They're like, hey, we're shooting a music video. If you want to come up and be in it. And then, uh, you know, of course, we couldn't go because of the weather, so we couldn't get up there in time. Hey, how you doing? Hi. Uh, I, see, uh, I know that you... Uh, uh, <coughs> where do we stand on the love issue? Very manly love. <laughs> All right, great, back and great, forth great, here. Good. Um, I... Uh, I know that Sal and Q have their own thing on the side, like podcast, right? Do you sure. guys do anything on besides the tenderloins and the well, jokers? Do you guys have anything else going on? Sure, sure. Or, uh, or I think we all have interests, but so much of what our careers are and our life is these days is building, you know, the, the brands around jokers and the tenderloins. Like obviously, we tour almost almost like every other weekend. Um, and that takes up a lot of time, and the filming the TV show takes up a lot of time. And then you know we've got a lot of, a lot of other big projects that we're hoping to that all play out too. You know, we one day we hope to shoot an Impractical Jokers movie. That'd be pretty fun. Whoa! Yeah, and I, I made a baby. Joe made a baby. So I have that. I have that. I do that on the side, I guess. I parent on the side. <laughs> Mur, why <laughs> do you put so many nasty things in your mouth? <laughs> you don't know the half of it. I love you. Excellent question, young man. I love you, little man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mur. <laughs> Why do you put so many nasty things in your mouth? I don't like your attitude. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. What you, you tell know? what you had. You had a, you had a stranger's sock in I've your mouth. I've had somebody's sock. I, I licked the bottom of somebody's shoe. I put a stranger's hands in my mouth after he was on the subway. Uh... What? Oh, uh, somebody's seen our live show. That if you see our live show, you see what I put in my mouth at the end, which will blow your mind. Why? Cause, <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because life, here's my opinion. Life's too short not to put everything in your mouth twice. Yep. 
Once to see if you like it, second time to see if you're right about the first time. After that, don't do it again. <laughs> how you guys doing? Great, good, how are you? Uh, love issue, pretty good. <laughs> Q, not so much, he's not here. I, he gave me a, a few months back, he gave me a hat of his when I met you and uh, Q in the city, and he was a little standoff, but. <laughs> don't talk shit about my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. You think I'm gonna sit here and take you know, this? You know what's funny? I he said Q the same <laughs> thing about you, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> wants his hat back, asshole. <laughs> Wait, he, right here he gave you his hat and he's standoffish? You had what his hat. What does the guy got to do? That's a, that sounds like a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I don't know what your friend's problem was. He gave me a gift. <laughs> <laughs> two quick questions. Sal, would you really punch a little girl in a cornfield? Right in the chops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's one. Yeah, yeah. Mur, do you still have your piercings? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. Where, no. Where were these piercings, Mur? Double uh, nip and belly I got button. my nipples and my belly button pierced because <laughs> we had a wheel of piercing. Whatever it landed on, I had to get pierced. Oh. Uh, no, I, I, I got them removed. The nipples healed nicely. Thank you for asking. Hi, I'm such a big fan of you guys. Hi. Thank you. Your enthusiasm is, is intoxicating. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, um, what's your favorite memory together as a whole? Um, oh. I would have to say when I told these guys that my wife was pregnant. Yeah, that was... And uh, that I bought a house at the same time. Uh, yeah. I'd have to say uh, when he got his wife pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I'm torn. Uh, there, there are two... There are <laughs> you were there, weren't you? I thought I heard you guys in the closet. I, 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 like, I, I like that Joe's wife was pregnant. <laughs> but I, for me, uh, two moments really stick out in our friendship. Because uh, you have to understand, we, we, this is a serious answer. We, uh, we failed for so many years... Um, that I remember uh, December 11th, uh, 15th rather, 2011, uh, standing there hugging my best friends the night that the show premiered in season one. Um, that stands out in my mind. And the other one that stands out in my mind is when Q successfully walked that tightrope and came down. And at the end of that episode, the, the 100th episode, to reach 100 episodes, you know, it's just, I, I remember the four of us just hugging and jumping up and down. And I was like, I can't believe what I get to do for a living. And I can't believe that I'm doing it with my absolutely best friends in the whole world. Honestly, every day we look at each other and we're like, we're at work right now. It's crazy. Hi, guys. Hi. You guys are really funny. I love all of you, but Mur is my favorite. So hey. this question is for him. That's okay. Right. You'll grow out of it. <laughs> um... I want to know, out of all the punishments you've done, which one was the hardest to do, and why? Uh, it's, well, skydiving, of course, was very difficult, but that's not my answer. My answer is uh, the, the Danica McKellar, the Winnie Cooper punishment. I'll tell you, because they, they, they totally got me, man. That, that was my childhood crush, you know, Winnie Cooper from The Wonder Years. I, I, I you know, had posters of her, everything, you know? It was her and Alyssa Milano when I grew up. That's it, right? And, uh, and, and I was already, already mortified being in that little skimpy outfit and thinking I've, I was going into a bodybuilding competition because my body doesn't build. You know no, what I'm saying? No, the best no. part of that punishment is like Murray is about to walk into that room. And you know, before, you know, from a producing standpoint, we like always give each other tips. And I'm like, all right, Murray, when you, when you go in there, bud, you're going to walk out right onto the stage. So bust through that door and, you know, to, sh you know, to show that you, you mean business and you're there. So Murray busts through the door thinking he was taking the stage. So if you look <laughs> at that first moment when he comes to the door, he's all sorts of confident. Up, and then boom, it's gone in an instant when he realizes I just didn't expect it. She looked so beautiful, and I looked so unbeautiful. <laughs> and uh, I, I went through so many emotions in that one moment when I walked in the room, right? I was like, first I was like, I look ridiculous. I'm absolutely mortified. This is the, the you know, uh, 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 a woman of my dreams when I grew up. Second emotion, though, was I was so proud of my best friends for coming up with such a great twist, you know? 
and uh, and then she said that our kid would be a mer- you know what a, a mistake. mistake. Yeah, <laughs> which is true. You know, so that that was it. That was it. Gentlemen, very nice to see you guys. Uh, to meet you. My wife actually is her birthday today. Happy birthday! Aww. She's lovely. She actually turned me on to the show a couple oh, years great. ago. Small lady. So it was, and she would love nothing more than to hear Joe give her a nice rendition of your uh, Portuguese love song. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to Portuguese vignette. love song. Oh, I go salve, bon salve, vinhado, vinhado, no. <laughs> I'm very sure that was it. Thank yes, happy birthday, sweetheart. Before we go, just I just want to thank our dear and close friend Roy, Roy Wood, Wood Jr. Jr. He's great. He's the funniest dude in the world. Yes. We have him do stuff with us and join us whenever we can because he's the best. And follow him on Twitter and go see his shows and watch The Daily Show. He's oh, the funniest man I know, really. Watch him Practical Jokers <laughs> Thursdays at 10 o'clock. That's right. On True TV. Let's watch both. 